there, there, there we go, man. So I apply my everyday life to everyday business. And if I can't have a friendship or build some sort of foundation with you in business, then to me, it I, I just doesn't it, it doesn't work because I see too many people say, well, I ain't come here to make friends. I just came here for this. All right, well, you're going to be here today and gone tomorrow. And what I mean by that is you can have all the money in the world, but the moment that misery start kicking in real bad and you realize money can't buy everything that you thought you was going to have when you did get the money, you're going to start realizing what's more important. So I like... I want to make my life a masterclass and you're allowing me to speak today is incredible. And if there's any value I could bring to your masterclass, it will be utilize your life as a masterclass. So when people see you, they understand how to master something. My name is Dr. Mark Williams. Welcome to my masterclass. I have a PhD in education from West Virginia University. I have a master's in sport management and an MBA from the University of Massachusetts. I even have an undergraduate degree in sociology from William Patterson University. And currently, I'm the global scholar practitioner at HBCU, Florida Memorial University. But I also work for three of the largest sports brands in the world, Reebok, Champ Sports, and Foot Action. But I can't go anywhere without my Jordan 1s. Join me and my guests as we explore their rise to the top through adversity and challenges, it's time to help you find a hero in you. Welcome to my masterclass. Welcome to my masterclass. I'm Dr. Mark Williams, your host. Today we have a very special guest, but before we get started, I want to let you know that this podcast is powered by Esports Futurized Podcast Network. I got to thank my girls, Erin. And see ya. And I gotta give a shout out to my dog, AJ, for holding it down with the sound. My man just graduated. He is holding it down big time. And I also, without a doubt, gotta thank Jacob Miles the third. Not the first, not the second, but the third. Yeah, my man's holding it down for all of us here today. Man, <laughs> I gotta introduce you to one of my one of my dear friends. He is someone, he has, you know, everybody, you have Madonna, you have MJ, you have Charday. This cat goes by the name of Hip Hop Gamer, all the way from BK. BK all day, it's in his blood. You know, home of Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? Home of Jigga, home of Biggie Smalls, home of Little Kim, you know what I mean? And you got the Hip Hop Gamer coming all the way down to Dallas, Texas. What's up, big dog? Yo, 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 what's going on? You know what I'm talking about? Yo, Hip Hop Gamer, no stranger to danger. Number one journalist, quickly, I changed the game up, baby. Let's get it. Yo, Mark, I love you, bro. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Um, it's an honor to be here. The moment you said, yo, you should come to Dallas, I came to Dallas. Yes, Period. no doubt. Like, no you, doubt. See, you say if I got to come somewhere, yo, yo, he I'm came. coming through. That's it. I love you, bro. Let's talk about it, man. Let's get it. Like DMX says, when I come through, everything going to stop. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. He said, <laughs> it's not matter if he's first, second, third, or last, he going to turn it out. And my man's about to turn this thing out. Let's I'm going to sit back and listen because, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a friend, but I'm a fan. <laughs> Let's go, bro. Yo, I'm with it, man. Yo, I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped because, I mean, you 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 changing the game. You've changed the game, man. Yeah. And you got Logitech. Yeah. Logitech? What, what, yeah. what, what is that? Yo, you know, so what's so funny is a lot of the people at Logitech that I work with, they used to work at NVIDIA. 
Okay. And stuff like that, right? Okay. So when they came over to when they came over to Logitech, uh, we was at E3. Right. And um I was like, yo, I was shout, shout out to my boy uh Ujesh, uh Curtis, uh Andrew, so many people over there. I was like, yo, we should partner up and do something dope together because they was launching their gaming brand. Right. right? So Logitech, we know Logitech, but Logitech G. Mm-hmm. Was you know being born? Right. So in my mind, I was like, you know how it is in the hood, hip hop. Everybody want to be a G. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So I was like, well, we could take that narrative and make it into a positive light. Mm. So instead of glorifying something that's negative, we could glorify something that's positive and use gaming as the guidance. Yes. You understand know what I'm saying? And that takes us to your gaming and guidance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we created this program called Gaming and Guidance because so my boy Ujess, right? He wanted to do something more important besides j- than just selling a bunch of mouse and keyboards and making millions of dollars that way he wanted to impact the community so he has two daughters and they went online to play uh, games and it was met with racist, racism out the gate mm. and it's kind of like well like you can't change everybody but what can we do on our end to create some sort of different narrative here and do something better so I said yo let me handle that like mm-hmm. gaming and guidance is what I came up with so in my situation like my history just to show off you know this is my belt right here and this is my grandma right grandma here, Margaret. you know what I'm saying that's grandma my Margaret. grandma yes. yep. so she taught me how to play video games you know when I was four years old you know rest in peace and one of the things that she taught me about games is the energy that I had towards games, she wanted me to have towards life. Mm-hmm. So she made a parallel that I never even saw. But when she did it, it gave me that understanding and it gave me that vision to go forward, even at a young age. Mm-hmm. So with video games, right, you got different levels, different objectives, different challenges before you beat the boss. Like, right, you know right. what I mean? But in life, you have the same exact thing. You got different levels, different challenges, different uh, uh, objectives and things like that. So when she made me understand the parallels, it gave me a different energy towards life because of my passion of games. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow. So at a young age, I had that. And then, you know, going through ups and downs, you know, along the way, especially coming from the hood in Brooklyn, you know, crack valves on a corner, all types of stuff like that. I was able to hold on to something. She gave me something to hold on to. So now in my adult life, I understand how important this is for a lot of the kids coming up and just people in general. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because you can get older, but it doesn't mean you grow up. Yes. You understand? So you have to grow up in the process. So with Logitech, um, that's what we created with Gaming and Guidance. There's four different layers. Uh, One layer is a 90-minute assembly that we do where we get the kids to play an esports battle. Then we have some real talk uh, in the form of a panel discussion, but it's not us talking to them. Mm -hmm. It's them telling us how they feel mm. so we can actually provide the guidance based wow. on what they feel. Wow. So it's different. And then uh, we have another layer of gaming and guidance where uh, we actually go visit people's houses. We go to them. That's called checkpoint. So we drive to their house and would, you know, talk with them, talk with the family, get them set up in games and have real conversations with them. Mm-hmm. So that's another layer. Then another layer is one community where we got the elderly, we got the kids, we got the teenagers, we got cops, we got everybody together. Mm-hmm. But the unique thing that we do, shout out to Khadijah in the 103rd Precinct, what we do is we, um, they have it set up to where there's answers to certain questions. Mm-hmm. And based on your answer, you go to that group. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting is a cop may have the same answer as a kid but that kid normally don't like the cop, but yet y'all would do the same thing in this situation. Mm. So you're really not as different as you thought you was. But when you have a conversation and you have this open dialogue, you can see how better we are together. Right. That's the goal. Mm. One community. And then the final layer of um, 
of gaming and guidance is the virtual version of it where you know we we utilize uh scenes from mm-hmm. different video games mm-hmm. as teachable moments in real life right. so to give you an example there's this game called the division now we outside right now with mask on and everything the division literally has that in the game right so now think about it right let's say you rob somebody to help your family mm-hmm. it's like Naturally, this isn't in you. That's not what you want to do, but you're in survival mode. Mm. And the game teaches you, like, even if you're in survival mode, a lot of sacrifice comes along with it. And with that sacrifice, you hurting somebody to help somebody, that that doesn't cancel out because you got to pay for what you did. Right. So the, cir- the cycle continues on. So that's what it is, man. Gaming and guidance, man. I'm very uh, excited about that. And we're going to take it even further. It's interesting because earlier today, I was talking to uh, Aaron uh, from the uh, Esports Future Ride Podcast Network. And she, and I mean, I see her doing an amazing job. So she was telling me that there was a, a young man, it might be 14, and he was going through some things and, and trying to figure out what to do. And I said, gaming and guidance. I said, uh, talk, we got to talk to Hip Hop Gamer about no. that. Because I said, I don't, know, I don't think there's too many organizations out there addressing the needs of, of kids in the hood or inner city kids around gaming and video games is looked upon as negative in a lot of spaces, not just in, in urban uh, communities, but just in general. Um, what makes your program different from what you see out there in terms of addressing the needs of young people, especially kids that come from the communities that you come from? Because I lived it. Mm. That's the difference. See, the thing is, a lot of people would see something, but most people didn't grow up that had a grandmother or somebody encourage them into games and use games as a teaching tool and stuff like that. Most kids was taught not to play the game because right. it ain't going to amount to nothing. So in my situation, I lived it. So I'm able to speak to it in a way that they can't. Right. So just like so I have a major analogy, bro. Um I always look at my business, mm-hmm. like how I look at PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. If I want to play Mario, I got to go to Nintendo right. exclusively. If I want to play, you know, God of War and Uncharted and stuff, I got to go to PlayStation exclusively. With Xbox, even though you have the PC as well, but with Xbox, if I want to play Gears of War, I got to go there. You know what I'm saying? Halo, I got to go there. So what do what does hip-hop gamer bring to the table? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my goal was always to be a one-of-one. Mm-hmm. In everything that I do, I'm the only person that can do it the way I do it, and I know that and recognize that. Yes. So I want to encourage other people to understand that everybody has their own fingerprint in this world. Right. What does your fingerprint represent? Right. What do you do that only you can do? And when you turn that into some sort of value, then you can have something exclusively that you can deliver. Yes, period. yes. So, what, so tell me, was it your grandmother? What, who gave you this this mindset, this this the gumption to think I'm gonna do what I want to do? Because the first time I met you, uh, we were at the uh, 2K, the 2K uh, the, uh, the draft. draft yeah, right? yeah. And uh, and I, I was watching you. I knew the name. I knew who you were. But you were nice to everybody and yeah. kind to everybody. But you are someone who likes to bring people into your space and you give people the opportunity to show who they are. Yeah. And I've never heard you speak negatively about anybody, but what made you, made, what, 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 what was it in your life that made you decide um, that I'm going to be myself no matter what? Because I, I don't know if you were always like that, but because we yeah. never talked about that before. Yeah, but, yeah. but but had, was there ever a time <clears throat> there was a turning point where you were like, y'all walling out and then you a, yeah. a light bulb clicked? What, what, has that ever happened to you before? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. One, I never met my mother. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, ne- I don't know her. I never met her. She left, I believe I was like maybe like two years old or something like that, right? Mm. But I never met her, don't remember anything. So as I was getting older in elementary school, 
other people had their mothers I didn't. So what it did for me personally, even though I'm so thankful for my grandmother, but that's my grandmother. Mm. So she was sacrificing a lot that she didn't have to, but she chose to. And I'm thankful for that forever. But the thing is, it made me think like, wow, if my own mother didn't want me, I must not be valuable. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Damn. So that, I dealt with that for a few years, you know, as a kid, right? How old were you when you, when you think? When, uh, I, would probably, I was uh, I was in sixth grade, so I don't know, how old was I? 12 years <laughs> old, 12, like, 12 13, like, yeah. Yeah, because I was on my way to junior high, yeah. So, yeah, like around 12, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, um, that hit me hard because I felt like if my own mother didn't want me, then I must be nothing. Mm. That's the first of the process, right? right? So then the second thing that um, that hit me was when I was first playing video games, that's when I learned the escape. Mm. I was like, okay, cool. So now, even though the world is what it is, I have a place I go to where I don't have to deal with it. And gaming, I just got more closer into gaming. Mm. Gaming gave me a sense of control that I never had. Mm. You understand what I'm right. saying? So... I was, it allowed me to be free. It allowed me to think. It allowed me to be me without having pressure of being me. I got a chance to learn myself a lot more through playing video games. So then um, the third thing that really hit it on the button is I there was this girl, uh, I don't even remember her name, but there was this girl I was dating when I was like younger and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't remember her name because it didn't, it wasn't, I wasn't the type of person to care about her name. Like mm. I didn't care about anybody else at that time in mm. my life because I was influenced by like a lot of negativity in the hood. Mm. So I give you an example of what I mean, right? Like I was encouraged to cheat on her. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was encouraged to like, yo, you don't treat them good. That's a girl. Like you, you know what I mean? So the pain that I felt from what I did because I thought it was the cool thing to do because mm. I was told that by my peers. Wow. I was like, I didn't feel good about this. So I went through a process of me not feeling good about myself, but the only joy I was finding was in my video games and also dealing with, you know, with my grandma, my time with my grandma. That's the only time I found joy. So the more time I spent with that, I realized that if I don't claim this, if I don't own this, then I'm going to lose myself. Mm. And I love myself too much to let that happen. And I can't let my grandma down. Mm. So that's when everything started to click. That's when things started to change. And I was like, wow, now I understand it. So now today, that's why when I tell people character is your currency, now I understand it all. Dropping jewels, my friends. I, I mean, I, again, we didn't rehearse this. This is not something I know about Hip Hop Gamer. Yeah. We've known each other for a minute. I didn't think to hear that. I didn't even expect. I mean, I mean what are you? That's off the charts, right? I mean, Erin's yeah. sitting here shaking her head. She's she's texting everybody like, "We got to see this. This is made for. This ain't made for TV. This is real." We're, and I want to remind you again. We're we're at the Doctor Marks Masterclass, okay? Powered by Esports Future Podcast Network, okay? But. Continue, brother, because yeah. this is this is interesting. So that's where the character is your currency came from, because who you are is what's valuable, not what you have in terms of the things like that you can that you can have. Character is your currency. Once you learn to love yourself and value who you are, you have everything that you need to be successful. Mm. Because success comes from who you are, your happiness. Mm. So 
I'm gonna tell you something. Lenny James, the mm-hmm. actor on um, Walking Dead, Walking the Dead, fear, yep. fear of the Walking Dead and, and the Walking Dead, right? I did an interview with him, and he told me something that added to this. He was like, "Yo, hip hop." Um, to him, well, one as a black man, he was more prof- he as a black man, he was more prepared for failure than success. Mm. And I was like, mm, "They're here hard." And then he followed up saying, "The reason why is because." success he doesn't look at it as a thing mm-hmm. you know like my car isn't success you know like my house isn't success but my happiness my love like who i am you know what i give to the people around me that's what that is what he defines as success mm-hmm. and i understand it completely so that's why when i say i'm a one of one when it comes to everything that I do and I'm the best at what I do because I finally achieve what everybody is searching for. Mm-hmm. I achieve happiness. I achieve love at the most genuine, purest level you can as a human. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm there and I understand it, I'm in a proper position to be able to give that back. So everything that I do, I can actually do it at the highest level because now I'm in a position to go to the next level to be greater. Oh my God, man. We in church right here, brother. <laughs> uh, we in church. He's preaching to the choir, dog. I mean, Aaron, how you feeling? This is crazy, right? Yeah, I'm getting some Instagrammable moments. <laughs> yes, Instagrammable moments. I like that Instagrammable yes, moments. Yes, yeah, man. I mean, so so tell me, how do you how do you manage to keep that mindset and that spirit alive? Um, you know, in the midst of all of this craziness, because we talked before about yeah. your journey. I mean, there is no one like you in the video game industry or in hip hop. Period. Thank you. C- case closed. There's none. I don't give a damn about none of these people. Like, <laughs> oh, we we got a we got we got a company. We sold it for five billion, and we did. That's nice. But but, but who are you? Who who are you? Yeah, no real. one's real in this space, okay? That's why I wanted to create this space for people to be real about their journey and what Absolutely. they've gone through, okay? And so so how did you manage to maintain this new sense of living uh, at, at, at as a teenager to now? Because you have yeah. Red Infamy. I mean, she's yeah. your chance, your queen. That's, That's your my rock. baby. I love you, yes. Red Infamy. Yes. My girl right you know there. I had to bring That's that Red Infamy about. up. Yeah. Yes, yes. We so got I, a battle when we get back, when I get back to New York, We got because we got games to play. Okay, <laughs> all right. But how did you manage to maintain that 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 mindset, and when you were growing up, and you had the way that this negative way of thinking, yeah. how did you turn that around? I okay, so it's one thing to do it, but it's one thing to maintain it. Right. So what I realized is I saw the effect I had on people around me, mm. and when I mean I talk, when I'm talking about like the effect I had on people, I'm talking about people that like hardcore hood street life people, but when they came around me. Mm-hmm. Their whole energy was different and everything like that. They actually, in that moment, like had some sort of happiness. Mm-hmm. And then they would be more vulnerable. And they'll tell me things. They'll be like, yo, bro, I ain't gonna front. Like, like every I just needed to hear your voice today, bro. That's it. Like I called you just to hear your voice because I just needed it today. Wow. Like, and they was like, yo, if I could put your energy in a bottle and like have that in the morning or something like that, I would be good. Wow. So what it did was it let me, it let me in on something. A lot of people was dealing with a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And especially as a man, as a black man at that, you're not supposed to show weakness. You're not supposed to show this pain. So you run around being tough all day. Mm-hmm. It's 24 hours in a day. You can't be tough every minute, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able to really be you. Mm-hmm. All this building up this wall, these emotional walls is, is going to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, in the process of killing yourself, you're going to kill others. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So to me, I just saw how... Um, I, I saw how it affected people. And I see that, uh, especially in the hood, 
um, a lot of people don't want to be the way they are, but they feel like they have to in order to survive. Mm. So I feel like the more people see me and see that in me, it provides hope and it eliminates the excuse. Yes. So the thing is, if somebody be like, yo, I can't, blah, blah, blah. No, you can't because hip hop gamers, such and such, this and that, this and that. And that's a fact right there. So as long as I can be a beacon mm-hmm. in that way of light to show that this is actually real and it's attainable, mm-hmm. you can't use that as an excuse to not be better. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a responsibility that I chose to take on because my grandmother, going back to my grandmother, she sacrificed so much when she didn't have to. Mm-hmm. So to me, I don't just owe it to her, but I owe it to myself to be better. Mm-hmm. And once I understood the different type of lifestyle you can live and how beautiful it is, mm-hmm. then I started to change the things that I consume. Yes. So just like how a person that works out and they uh, they don't eat certain things anymore, they eat differently so they can have a cleaner way of living in their life and in their body. I do that with what we see online every day. Yes. Like 2020 has been a crazy year. Uh, you know what? I've seen a lot of people talk about throw away 2020, whatever. Right. But if I throw away 2020, I wouldn't have my niece. And I want to have you. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like we, there's so many beautiful things about 2020, but it gets overshadowed by the overpromotion of negativity. Right. It's the same cycle all in all. And then it channels your emotions and then now you're putting that out and now everything is negative. No, it's not. Life is beautiful every day for me because of what I decide to consume. And the things that, that are negative, that is bad, I try to be the conduit to change it. Yes. So at the end of the day, um, when, I, when I see something negative out there that's going on, well, how can I be the difference maker to make your day better? And then once that happens, you become the remedy. You become the medicine to the, a lot of problems that we see in life. So that's how I maintain and manage that because I understand the importance of love over hate. And see, I, I can attest to that because, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't like to take medicine, but he's been the elixir. He's been my medicine at times. So there was times I was ready to snap. And it, just because you got a PhD don't don't mean that you on top and you on point. OK, you're still a human being. Yeah. So having a doctorate, a master, none of that stuff means anything if you don't know how to control your emotions and you don't understand how to deal with people. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good people person. But there was some times in the industry yeah. I was ready to wild out and you and you had to, yeah. you, know, you know, talk me off the bridge because you said hey mark wait a minute you got all this this this, don't don't throw this away because you were of a one moment yeah you know because it because it only takes think about it right everything that you've done in your entire life could go away in one second think about that so if you know what i tell people because people talk about like even with my son right um he'll get 100 on his test right and i'm so happy for him i'm so proud of him and what i tell people in general is anybody could get a hundred on a test. Anybody can get an A on a paper, but can you maintain an A for four years straight in this particular school program? Can right. you do that? Cause not a lot of people can say that. So I, I, I relate that to this and I was in, and I was talking about this earlier. I was, I was telling you earlier, I was like, look, if you're playing a video game, right. And you're downloading it and it's 99% without that 1%, you're not going to experience the full game. Mm. Period. So you start to realize something. The 99% is just as important as 1%. Mm. Without it, without y'all together, it ain't going to work. Right. So 99% is not enough. That's one thing in the lesson. Right. And the second thing is just because you have so much 
doesn't mean you're more valuable than somebody that appears to not have as much as you. Mm. You could be a janitor sweeping the floor or the president of the United States. You're no more important than the next person because if you're the president and people walk into a dirty uh, White House, (laughs) then they're looking at you funny. You understand what I'm saying? So everything is connected. And when people realize that everything is connected and everything is important to the whole well-oiled machine, everything could be better and everything can be smoother. And that's what I think people are forgetting. They get to lose something and they feel like they're more than what they are. And then that's why why we see all the tragedies that we see because we lose sight of what's important. Yes. And you and you've always uh since I've met you, you've always encouraged me to to be the best version of myself. And you say, "Hey, mm-hmm. don't 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 be shy about this. Be who you are, be honest and be yep. real." And um and one of the things I love about you is that you're always encouraging. And it's very it's very uh addictive when you're mm. encouraging and you're positive. And I thought I was positive and I am positive. <laughs> yeah. But but when I talk to you, um anytime I talk to you, day or night, it's the same greeting. It's the same love. Yeah. And that's why we cannot do this on Zoom. And you had to come down here, dog. Yeah, I was so excited. Bro, listen, let me tell you something, son. First of all, shout out to Pepe. Uh, shout out to Pepe. No, Pepe. Pepe. Yeah, right, right. Pepe. Shout out to Pepe. Because I got into I got into the car and stuff like that. Um, it was a Benz SUV. I that's was, right. Oh! That's right. That's that right. That was dope. So I got into the car and I'm up here making a video. And now, let me tell you how prepared I, like, I was coming here, how excited I was. So I'm in the car. And I was making a video literally talking about um, a lot of comments that I see in my videos and videos in general. And people are so big on clout. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, if you got this many followers or whatever, whatever, then you pop in and blah, blah, blah. Right. So what I was trying to tell people, I was like, yo, look, I've never been the one to brag about followers and I don't have the most followers or whatever. But I was blessed enough to have a safe flight, get in a, a Benz SUV, go see my brother Mark be on his show and all this other stuff. And I got so much other stuff going on. It's crazy. And people don't understand that, look, I enjoy this to the highest level. And people will be like, yo, you should have this. You should have that. Hip hop, I know you since such and such. You should have this. Look, I get that. And one day, maybe those things will come. But even when I was in the mailroom pushing the cart, delivering mail to all the people in the record labels, I was happy then, Mark. Mm-hmm. I was already, I already won mm-hmm. in life. I already won. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. Everything else is just a byproduct of me being thankful. Right. So that's what I try. That's my give back. The more you are thankful for what you already have, you're going to be blessed in abundance. Yes. And the, you don't even know what to do. That's right. So that's pretty much what I wanted to tell you, man, I was so excited to be here. And, yo, I'm just, it's an honor to know you. I would never take that for granted. I, I feel the same bro. way about you, man. Word. You, 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 uh, you woken up a, a, a beast because, um, I mean, I told you when we met, um, you know, with things that, that I was trying to navigate through this industry and you've been in this space, I mean, for a long time Yeah, man. and you have people respect you from all from hip hop to the video game industry. So pop culture, a lot of these cats that, that own these companies, I'm not going to shout them out, but they're not pop culture, dog. They're not. They're not. They're not. And, and I try to help. Like, so let's, let's dive deep into the esports side, you yes. know, the esports, yes. you know, business and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the esports, you know, future uh, podcast network. Um, so one of the biggest things about esports right now that people got to understand is that 
Yeah, it's big business. I get it. Mm -hmm. But too many people are here for the wrong reason. Mm. So if you come in up in here and I'm uh, and I'm the kind of person where you once I see it, I'm going to call it out. Yeah, because I care too much about the culture to allow gaming. What happened to hip hop happened to gaming. Be culture vultures. Exactly. Yes. Shout out to Dame Dash. Yes. So here's what I want to say, right? If you come up into the gaming industry, esports industry, just because there's so much money to get in it and you're just trying to see what you could get out of it, like, you're going to be destroyed. And I'm going to tell you why. The difference between music, movies, and the game industry is that the game industry, you still have to respect the dollar. Mm. When it comes to PCs or headsets or the games themselves, you still got to respect the dollar. Whereas on YouTube, I can just go listen to a song. I don't have to buy it. I, I can just go listen to a song and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Or even with a movie, you know what I'm saying? With Netflix, I could get so much for so little. Mm. And I'm good. You understand what I'm saying? But if I want to play Spider-Man that sold over 10 million copies mm -hmm. at $60 a pop, the value is still there on that level. You ain't bootlegging no PlayStation <laughs> games. Like, this ain't, ain't happening. Yeah. So the thing is, the respect of the dollar will help create a force field around what people think is power or powerful that they used to use in different industries. Mm. You can't gatekeep here. Right. You understand? Right. You have to know your stuff. So that's the first thing. The second thing is people got to understand that cool factor is everything, too. Mm-hmm. Like in esports, you got the gamers, you got the players and stuff like that, but not everybody is interesting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of this stuff is boring. Yes, it is. A lot of this stuff is boring. So and no gotta, one's calling it out. Yeah. So you got to also, you can't rely on a celebrity to save you all the time because a lot of celebrities, they may be cool in certain areas because mm -hmm. of what they do, but they don't know anything about the space that they're in. So people that really know, knows that this is a marketing dollar buy. And they're not going to be engaged and they ain't going to care. Mm. Or it's going to be good for the moment. And then there's no longevity to it. Mm. So here's what I want to tell you all about esports and the gaming industry as a whole from hip hop gamers perspective. You know what I'm saying? Is this my camera right here? All right. Y'all look at me real quick, bro. So here's what I want to tell you, right? When it comes to gaming overall as a culture, just like in hip hop, you got to know what it's actually about and why it's important. You know what I'm saying? You may not know all the history and stuff like that, and that's fine. But if you don't care to know about why it's important, then this isn't for you. I don't care how much money you got. You have to take your time out to learn the culture. That's the first thing. The second thing about the esports and the business and the gaming industry, period, is you got to understand how this impacts people in their lives, period. So I'll give you an example of what I mean right now. First thing, Mark, check this out. I mean, I know you're on your phone, but check this no, out. I'm sending you. I'm sending you. I'm, I'm taking Go ahead. All right, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, check, so check this out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this right now. In the gaming industry, right, do you realize that there's well over millions of people that has accessibility issues, that have a hard time playing video games, that y'all don't even care to take time out to learn about? Shout out to Steven over at Able Gamers and, and my other dude, Steven um, Taylor, who, uh, who's blind. Now, we got people that's blind playing video games. Want to know why? Because they've been treated real foul in their life. But games is their way to become something. 
if you if you don't care about those types of stories and those types of people that's making a real difference in the gaming industry, people like myself, um, um, Aaron Ashley Simon, my girl Red Infamy, like there's a lot of people doing amazing things. If you don't care to know that, but you just want to see, hey, you know, maybe maybe Jay Z could just show up on a stream and we're good. No, it ain't gonna work for you. So what I want people to do and be encouraged to do is looking at what Facebook is doing, having a $10 million um, program specifically for black content creators to help get them started and get them empowered. That's one. Two, once again, gaming and guidance, trying to get kids off the street to give gaming a safe haven for them to be able to grow and develop businesses and things like that. That's what we about. You understand? That's what esports and the culture of gaming is about. Everything else is just a byproduct of it. So if you don't care about where we come from and what we do, the arcades back in the day, you know, fighting to have the rights to put out games like Mortal Kombat when they try to take things from us, like all of that stuff, if you ain't about that life, then this isn't for you. You have to learn to appreciate what this business really is because it is the number one form of entertainment worldwide, period. Let's go, man. Yes, so, so tell everybody how. How do you go about Achieving that because as we talked about Damon Dash famously coined uh, the culture vultures, vultures, right? How do you get cats that come from marketing or wherever they come from that think they can walk up into this spot and claim it and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I'm going to be the, the dominant person in this space. How, how, what, what do you say to those cats? Well, first, you got to do your research just like you did research to get the job you got. So, for example, let's say you're a hip hop head and you're in the world of marketing, right? Okay, I'm pretty sure you done listened to all the hip-hop from the commercial to the nitty-gritty. You done read the stories. You done did research. You done followed up on people and stuff like that. If you ain't willing to do that same legwork in the gaming industry, then this isn't for you. For example, right, um, why do you think that black people is always targeted for games like Madden and Grand Theft Auto and NBA, but we're never targeted for Assassin's Creed or Final Fantasy and games like that? Why do you think that is? 67% of the entire game industry is minority. But mm. yet when it comes to representation, we have point percent. Mm. What does that even mean? That means none. You understand what I'm saying? So the point I'm trying to make is this. If you look at a game like Call of Duty, Call of Duty is the number one selling game every year on the charts, right? Never once has there ever been um, a person of color on the front cover of the game, let alone the main character that you can control. And that came out in 2003 and it's 2020. That's what I'm talking about. Look at what's happening now. Cyberpunk is out there. You can make yourself a black character. You can make yourself an Asian character and do all these other different things. But when it comes to the marketing and the promotion, you see a white character and Keanu Reeves up there. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Look at Phoenix, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Great game by Ubisoft, right? You can make yourself a black character. You can change the skin tone and do all these other different things with different ethnicities. But when it comes to the marketing dollars and the front cover and the box art, it's a white person. So at the end of the day, if you don't know these things, if you don't understand what's really going on, you don't belong here. Mm. Period. You don't belong here. And, not, and I'm saying that to say that not that we don't want you. We want you. But we don't want you for you to have your own selfish reason to be here. We want you and need you because there's a lot of work that needs to be done and we can do it collectively together to make things better for everybody. Right. But how do you educate those people that are already aware of it or don't even care about what you just said? Those people that are making those decisions, how do you get them to, to change the mindset of that? Because you've been at this for a minute. Yeah. And now you're now reaping the benefits with Logitech yeah. and with PlayStation and others. Yeah. How, how do you get... Uh, uh, 
companies and brands to say, you know what, we need to change this. We need to look at things differently. Okay, so one of the things that I can only speak for me, but I will, I do have a general answer and I have an answer of things that I've done, right? So I'm blessed to be able to be on the back end of the industry. So I'm in a lot of different meetings in a lot of different rooms and I'm able to tell them these things. And when I tell them these things, a lot of them is like, I never even looked at that. Like I never even saw it that way because you don't have nobody in the room to educate you on these things. So what I try to tell people on the outside looking in, don't take it personal if they're not educated to know. So in order to be in these rooms, you have to be responsible for the education of it. So when you get a chance to be in these rooms, you can say, hey, this ain't cool because of such and such and such. And then when they see things your way, then they can have a better approach on how to make things better. And the problem is when you have somebody like myself and a few others in the industry, we need more voices and more people to champion that instead of saying, well, look, I don't care about that. We're the bread. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So how do you break in is doing the research and getting in the rooms of the people that got the, that's in a position of power that can make the difference at a global scale. That's one of the major ways that it can be done. And that's what I've been doing. The second way that I would say, and this is a more general thing, is to call it out when you see wrong things happening. Mm. Because at the end of the day, if people respect the bottom line, and if the bottom line is being affected by the call outs that's being made, then change will come because change will be necessary then. Mm. And if change is necessary for the bottom line of growth, then they're going to have no choice but to listen. That's why you see... There's a lot of things that that you see now that I've said back in 2008, but Mm. nobody paid attention to it. Mm. But now collectively, you have certain people and certain companies together getting behind this particular message. And when you have that, it it won't be wise for you not to do something when everybody else is on it. Like, for example, when George Floyd was killed, Mm. when he was murdered, uh, PlayStation had an event and they postponed it because it was other more important things happening in the world Besides gamings right now, we need to pay attention to this situation. Mm. Now, think about it. Is this the first time we ever seen a situation like a George Floyd where mm. a black person being killed? No. Mm. It's been happening since forever. Mm-hmm. So why is it different now as opposed to all these other times, especially when I spoke about it and things like that? See, the difference is there's a value that they discovered with us being more involved with what they got going on and what they're selling and what they're talking about. In order for them to get that, they need to bend to what we need now. Mm. And that's why they will put certain things on hold and invest monies now and do certain things now because it's not cool if you don't. Mm. Wow. Period. Dropping jewels, my friends. I mean, he's not being shy about this. This is honest. It's real. Um, A lot of times people want to talk about racism and sexism. We know it exists. But he wasn't really talking about that. He was talking about people doing the right thing, having integrity and being in a room. Being in a room is very important. Representation is important. And I, I mean, again, I'm reminding everybody we're here at uh, uh, Esports Future Rock Podcast Network, Dr. Mark's Masterclass. I mean, uh, my man's dropping jewels. And again, we cannot put this on 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 any kind of uh, platform but in person. Yeah, because, yeah, and and, and on top like of that, you're not going to hear him talk like this. He doesn't talk like this every day. He's just being real. He's keeping it real. I mean, Aaron, I'm, how are you feeling about this? 
that this is this wow. this has to be the best podcast that we've ever done. I'm sorry. This is my second day doing it, but I've done eight shows already. And I'm going to tell you right now, all my guests are dope. But my thing, this brother right here, he keeps it real. He's knowledgeable. See, don't get it twisted by, by what he's got around his neck. Don't get it twisted by the belt. Okay, a lot of people get focused on that. They get focused on the wrong things. But this brother is deep and people don't understand that. I tried to warn everybody. I said, everybody, I said, trust me, we need to do a few episodes a day and give me some energy. Let me get my energy up and get ready for this brother. Not because he's got a lot of energy and he's hype, because of the knowledge he's about to drop. And it's going, it can drain you. Not because <laughs> it's too much. It can drain you because you're like, you're, it's almost a burden, but yet it's a good burden, okay? And my point is that I'm so glad that you're here, that you exist, brother. Yeah, I'm so you, glad bro. that you exist. I'm telling you, this is exciting for yes. me, man. I love yes. it. And, and the cool thing about it, bro, I see so much in you. Like, see, I, I'm going to tell you something right now, real talk. Shout out to my uncle, you know, my uncle Rufus, right? So I used to, um, I when I went to go get a job, right, I had to wear a suit and all this other stuff. And I was like, this ain't me, but I understand I got to do this because that's the work, right? right. Whatever, right? And um, I didn't like, uh, not so much being told what to do, but I didn't like when people... Uh, try to you ever met somebody that tried to use big words to try to make sense but yeah. he really wasn't saying nothing yeah 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 yeah. so like Damon Wayne's character in, in Living Color <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so like yeah. so in the workplace in the corporate world um, a lot of people uh, would say certain things and they feel like they're more than what they are because they have a suit on yeah and they yeah have this yeah presentation and I would say certain things and people would agree with me behind the scenes. Right. But they would never agree with me in front of certain people. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, well, why is that? I'm still learning my way. And the reason why I'm bringing this up because I think when it comes to a master class, this is something that I had to master. Mm. So, um, so I didn't get the job, right? I was overqualified like for this whole situation, but I didn't get the job, right? And that's cool. But when I saw this, I realized that it's not even about what they say. Like, I realized that they, this whole thing was a hustle very early. Mm. And I realized how I was being hustled and how I was being played. Mm. And it's one of those situations where you can only be good enough, but if you're too good, I can't have you here. Mm. And I was like, then I'm never going to be able to, I got to figure this out. I got to have my own. Right. Because this is not going to work because I'm not going to change. So... I told my uncle and I was like, I don't want to wear suits. Like, you know, I, I like I have I, I got a point I want to prove. So um I was working at this other place, right? Temp temp job. And in a paper, there was a killing in East New York. And I said, Oh wow, this is crazy. This is right near my house. And I got fired. Cause somebody overheard me say that this was near my house and they didn't feel comfortable having me worked the job because wow. I lived in a bad area. Wow. Just because I lived in a bad area, I got fired. Wow. For real. And I was like, hmm. So now, I'm listening to so many things in school and all this other stuff and you could be whatever you want to be like, all of these cliches. But when you get into the real world, you realize that a lot of this stuff is a lie. They're trying to hustle you. Mm. So what I wanted to do with my passion was I didn't just want to tell the truth. I wanted to be the truth. Mm. So everything that people are starting to see now, um, you know, I never worked for a game company. I always did partnerships. I always maintained my own voice 
in any situation. And I say that to say this, in order to have a masterclass, in order to be a part of a masterclass, you have to know what you can actually master. Mm. So what I decided to do in my goal in the gaming industry and stuff like that, I decided how can I master people? And when I mean my master people, not master a person and stuff like that. And I don't want to get it twisted, but you have to interact and talk with people all day, every day. You mm-hmm. can, it's not an island. Like my sister says, you can't do it by yourself. So no, not, no matter what, you got to work with people. Mm-hmm. And then how do you master people? Well, in gaming, one thing I discovered is that everybody needs some sort of control. That's mm-hmm. why gaming is so engaging because if you have it, uh, it could be a little piece of something, but when you say it's yours and nobody could take it from you, it's a need that we have just as humans, right? So now I apply that to my business. Mm. So when I'm dealing with people, what do you need? How can I help you? How can I be of value to you? What can I do to get you to your path of happiness? How can I be a blessing for you? And then that's how I started to learn how to master people. When I understand what you value the most, I want to be in front of what you value. So no matter what it is you want to do, you can come to me. And if you come to me, we can do it together. And that's how we accomplish the goal. uh, uh, That's how we accomplish the goal of growth. Uh, I mean, Aaron, preaching, right? Preaching. I love it. And to me, that's the definition of a masterclass. Yes. How do you master people? Because without people, you have no class. My man. My man. (laughs) Sound like Denzel in training day. My man. (laughs) There we go, man. So I apply my everyday life to everyday business. And if I can't have a friendship or build some sort of foundation with you in business, then to me, it I just doesn't doesn't work. Because I see too many people say, well, I ain't come here to make friends. I just came here for this. All right, well, you're going to be here today and gone tomorrow. <laughs> and what I mean by that is you can have all the money in the world, but the moment that misery start kicking in real bad and you realize money can't buy everything that you thought you was going to have when you did get the money, you're going to start realizing what's more important. Mm-hmm. So I like, I want to make my life a masterclass and you're allowing me to speak today is incredible. And if there's any value I could bring to your masterclass, it will be utilize your life as a masterclass. So when people see you, they understand how to master something. Right. Well, you, well, you say I bring value to you. I, the, the, the feeling is mutual, brother. So you, what you say and what you do and how you say it, uh, it does something to me. It, wow. What it does is it encourages me. It motivates me. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I know that you value with with our relationship is that I look at you, I see you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And a lot of people don't understand what I mean by that. And what I mean is that a lot of people don't understand the term, you know, you feel me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so. You can just say it yeah. or you can really say it and mean it and know what yeah. it means, where yeah. it comes from, the root of it. Got you. Yeah. So people talk about rap and hip hop. You know, rap is what you do is hip hop is how we live. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So a lot of people don't understand that, the the terminology and where it comes from. And and so how do you feel about, um, you know, because, man, we could talk for hours, man. We're, We're coming up. 
you know, approaching the hour, but because um, we got to have to come bring you back. Yeah, and, I and told got, you I want my You're going to get your own segment. You're going to get your own segment. <laughs> and we're going to talk to Jacob about giving your own show because, I mean, this is, you're dropping jewels. And we need we need young brothers like you to to drop knowledge and to educate. Because it's not just about, you know, you love video games. We know that. Yeah. But you you really know the gaming industry. Yeah, absolutely. And you get it. And people need to not. I remember you telling me one time, that and this was recent. Uh, we started talking about how people, as you, as a writer, as a journalist, you know, yeah. people were were were, were second guessing you because maybe oh, your time. appearance and maybe because what you were wearing and maybe because you were excited and happy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, don't you want people to be excited and happy? Yeah. Why do people have to be robots? I mean, think about it. They talk about when you water plants and you talk to plants, they grow, right? And everyone loves that. Yeah, yeah. but why can't we do that with people? Why? That's Why? see, that's see, and that's and that's the issue. See, the thing is, I here's one thing that I've learned. And like listen, that, everything that was dope. Uh, everything that I'm saying, I'm saying based off experience, like period. So I give you an example of what I mean, right? So one thing that I've experienced crazy, like consistently in this industry, is the moment I get the moment I get too big, and people's like, "Yo, hip hop game of this, hip hop game of that, whatever, whatever." People's like. Yo, like we we gotta figure out how to like, yeah. like change this or or move the goalpost, so to speak, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So what I realize is that, and what I'm about to tell you is factual. This is real. Right, you can right. look it up yeah. and everything. So just like I told you about how Call of Duty is, and you know when it comes to the box art and the front covers of things and stuff like that, right? So you remember the episode? The episode. You remember the movie Five Heartbeats? Yes. And when the front cover of the five heartbeats, it was uh, white people in a cloud with the hearts. Yeah. And they wouldn't put them, their own faces on their own album because the whole idea is the crossover to these markets. Right. So, but you're, you're, you're good enough to listen to, but not good enough to be seen. Yes. I dealt with that so much out the gate. And the thing is, a lot of people that certain people would look up to like, oh, they're amazing. Oh, they're this. Mm. I'm like, you don't know them like I know them. And the thing is, one thing about me, I don't drink either. I don't yeah. drink. I don't smoke. And, I you, don't cur- and you don't curse you know, either. I don't curse. Yeah, nope. I don't curse. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do none of that. So I've seen people and their realest, rarest, rawest forms. And it's one of those situations where when you got power, are you going to be the person that abuse it or are you going to be the person to figure out how can I utilize this power, this information to try to make things better for everybody? You understand what I'm saying? So what I did was I analyzed a lot that was going on behind the scenes and spoke with a lot of people. And a lot of people told me that, yo, look at you and look at everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like you're very, you ain't doing nothing wrong, but you're very intimidating. And a lot of people feel nervous around you. Mm. And I'm like, well, just talk to me. What's it like? What's, what's going on? They like, I they get it, but I come up, I come up in a time in the game industry where if IGN was caught talking to people from GameSpot, they could get fired. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. There wasn't no unity in all this collect. It wasn't none of that. You had certain clicks. Certain people did certain things for certain people, and if you cross the wrong person, you're done. You understand what I'm saying? So I never decided. One of the reasons why I still exist today is because 
of the real decisions that I made to not sell my soul to things. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So fast forward to today. Um, when I see the game industry and how I feel it could benefit everyone, everyone that wants to get in, if you don't know nothing about it or whatever, whatever, the best way I feel that you can get in this industry is if you take your time, Mark, like whoever, mm-hmm. if you take your time to understand the reaction to what people feel when they play a game, like if you take time out to play a game, play a game with your family, like experience the culture for yourself, you will learn everything that you need to know about the industry because the industry only cares about the end user and what they could get from the end user. Mm-hmm. If you study the end user and become one, then you know what the industry wants and you know what the industry needs. Mm-hmm. All you do is apply your knowledge and what you do to what they want and need. You figured out your way into the industry to be valuable. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was, I was thinking too, <laughs> I, I just, I, just, I, saying, I, just dropping jewels, dog. I mean, it's just, again, uh, we're, we're privileged to have this brother here. I, and I don't, I think that, um, that we're turning the corner. I, I honestly think that uh, the things that you have worked hard for, the things that you have, uh, the seeds that you have sown, uh, I think is going to reap, you're going to reap the benefits of it. I can feel it. I know it. Thank you, man. Um, I can feel it. I know it. I, it's ever since, it's, since I met you, I've seen the evolution. I've seen, I've seen how you've grown, grown up even more. You know, in the time that I met you Um, and then the consistency in his relationship. And I started thinking about people talking about, you know, how you should be because they felt that you're being too big. And that reminds me of uh, of a verse from Jay. You know, I love Jay-Z. You know, he loves Jay-Z. You know, he talked about, you know, people try to dim your lights, trying to keep you to be humble. He said, I'm going to shine like a trillion watts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. And remember, I told you that. I said, we were posted on LinkedIn and Twitter. I said, I'm always going to post about you, dog. I want Thank everybody you, to know about what you're doing. And Thank to me, you, it's about, if you look at my LinkedIn, my Twitter, any of that stuff, 99.9% of the time, it ain't about me. It's about yeah. other people. Yeah. That's why I average about 7 to 8 million views a month of what I post. I don't give a damn about what nobody say about what I should post on LinkedIn. Oh, that's a business website. And I, you shouldn't post Facebook stuff. I can post with the MF and what I want. Okay. Period. I post what I want to post. It's mine. Mine, okay? And I post about people empowering people. I try to get people to believe in themselves and that they're their own hero. What is a hero? Right here. Yeah. Hero right here. I, I tattooed this joint on my arm, Talk okay? For hope. That's what hero stands for, the acronym HOPE, right? F- F- efficacy. What is efficacy? It means that if you did it once, you could do it again. And you did, you know what I'm saying? We we that's what we are. So you talk about efficacy, you did you did uh addition and subtraction. Well, now you do multiplication. You don't know how to do it, you did addition and subtraction. Well, now you master multiplication. Now you scared of algebra, you did it before. That's efficacy, okay? And then you got resilience, okay? Resilience. We're resilient people, okay? And then optimism. You put all this together, that's the hero. That is you. You're your own hero. You are your own hero, brother. You've overcome adversity. You've had a mom that you didn't know, and you grew up trying to figure out who you were. You found out who you were. You discovered who you were, and now you're here. You're here, dog. You're here. Yo, you know what's so funny, man? Like, I think, yo, there's too much in this particular episode. There's a lot that I think a lot of people is going to get out of this, man. Yes. Like, seriously, oh, no man. Doubt. No I, doubt. Thank, I, I thank you for 
having the vision to create something specifically designed to help others. Yes. That right there to me is like the true definition of not just someone that's great, but someone that's living in their purpose. Yes. That's walking in their purpose, bro. Amen. And that right there is crazy. That's what I that's what I get excited for. So yeah, man, like that that that's it for me right there, bro. I I I love it. I can't wait to um get back on my PlayStation 5, you know what I'm saying? Cause that joint is crazy. And um and also I wanna I wanna say this first on here. Yes, yes. I wanna say this first on here. Yes. I just experienced a brand new device mm. that's going to be coming out right now since we this is esports right we're right. talking esports right so one of the biggest things about esports is what reaction time you know what i'm saying response time because that could be the difference between a million dollars or not you understand so before you push a button you have a reflex like your natural human reflex before you even touch a button what if i was to tell you that I experienced something yesterday. Before I came out here, I experienced something yesterday where before I touch a button, I can make things move with my hand on screen. What? Just my, I could, I could go like this and activate something. I don't have to touch a button or nothing like that. So just to let y'all know, because once again, I'm going to be the first to say this because a lot of people, I've been the first to say a lot of things, but one of the things that's unique about me is that I've always been ahead of the curve. My entire existence as a brand in gaming, hip-hop gamer, what do you see everybody trying to do now? You know what I'm saying? I've been what y'all trying to do. Yes. Period. So what y'all doing right now, I'm going to give you a little insight on Dr. Mark's masterclass. I'm going to give you a little insight on what's to come. Probably 2024, 2025. But if you thought esports was crazy now, it's over. It's about to change. Get ready. What I can tell you is neurotechnology. And if you're a hardcore gamer, look up Mankind Divided. Deus Ex Mankind Divided or Deus Ex Human Revolution. Right? Shout out to AJ because I think, I think he knows about that game too. And I can tell you right now, I already experienced it. Right? I was able to play games like Godfall, Call of Duty, Shout out to my peoples at Decoy Games, Swim Sanity, you know, Decoy Games, you know what I'm saying? And I was able to do this and activate the gunshot, activate the attack, activate all this other stuff just like this. Mm. Now, think about this for a second, right? Since res re since response time is everything, if I'm holding a mouse or if I'm holding a controller, whatever it is, but we'll use a mouse as an example. If I'm holding a mouse, right? Now, my hand is like this. My hand is like this on a mouse. So when I flinch to go push the button, my joints already moved before I touched the button. So with this particular device, I can shave off anywhere 40, anywhere from 40 to 50 milliseconds of mm -hmm. response time before I even touch the controller. Wow. This is the official game changer for all of esports. Want to know why? Because now the game will react to your natural human reaction, not just the push of a button. Wow. It's over. Get ready. 
I, I don't even know what to say. See, that, that's why this is the master class. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Cass said drop jewels. Not even drop jewels. We're talking about dropping technology, dropping the future. Okay. I tell people all the time about esports. If this was baseball, this is inning number one. Okay. Ooh. We haven't seen anything yet. And again, on that note, I'm going to end it right there because we can talk for hours. Uh, I think my brother brother dropped so many jewels today on the master class. Are oh, you showing me that? That's oh, a little sneak peek. Wow. That's dope. I'm going like this. Boom. That's it. Yeah, that's all you get. That's all you get. You, you get a little bit on the master. You got, you got to take the class. Little you know what I'm saying? Piece. Yes. Little sleep piece. Take yes. the class. You'll see. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My man. Brother. Love you, bro. Love you too, Don't even man. know what it is, man. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? So, look, man. It's the one and only hip-hop gamer, Logitech G, Hot 97, Dr. Mark Masterclass. If you want the best, you're not just only looking at me. You got to look at my man, Mark. Let's go, baby. My man. Check that. All right, so we we going we on that note. I mean, I can't. We, I I'm not even gonna say anything. We out of here. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, powered by Esports Future Podcast Network. Got to thank uh, big shout out to Sia and Aaron and AJ on. I would say on the ones and twos. That's what we say in hip hop. But uh, but uh, but 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 we not gonna say that. But we'll say you know we'll say it on the ones and twos. All right, AJ, you in there listening? My man with the sound, making the sound good. And got to give a shout out to Jacob Miles the third. My man who who he's a partner. We don't even say boss. He's our partner and I love that and I'm looking forward for you to meet him because when I he meets wait. you when he meets you he's going to be like yo this cat needs a show he needs more than a show okay he needs to take over the world we need brothers like this right here that's going to give us knowledge and be honest and be real and we've got to continue to motivate and inspire brothers like this and remember I always tell you this you can't control other people you can control yourself you can control three things what you think what you do and what you say let me repeat that. What you think, what you do, and what you say. I look forward to another great podcast. Man, AJ, thank you for being the big dog that you are. Aaron, thank you for hanging out with me all day, encouraging me. Uh, I have an amazing team of people that encourage me, that motivates and inspires me. And I pray that everybody gets that. But last but not least, do this, my friends. Do this, my friends. Practice social distancing. Please, please do this. During the holidays, it's getting, it's about to get ill. Now, not sick, I mean ill. Ill means like hectic, okay? Yeah. I got to break that down for some cats out there. It's about to get ill right now during the winter break. Please pra practice social distancing. And if you don't have to travel, please stay at home and, and practice social distancing. Wear that mask. We don't want to see any more people perish. We've had enough. So, Definitely had enough. Yes, we had enough. And we're out of here. We look forward to another great podcast. Peace. Thanks for listening to Dr. Mark's Masterclass. I pray you enjoyed yourself today. I had a good time. I don't know about you, but this podcast is part of the Esports Future Eye Podcast Network and is produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and let us know how we're doing by leaving a comment or a review. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.